Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts. And today I'm joined in the studio yet again, yet again, by Mr. Jake Wilson at BBC Match of the Day magazine. How's what it going? What is happening? Ugh, he's back. He's doing You've hand signs. You? You've missed me. I haven't missed you because I haven't had a time to miss you. <laughs> you oh, were, sorry. You were last week, weren't you? Yeah, but like, that no. was six days ago. You've been to ago. Barcelona since, haven't you, I oh, believe? God, I have been to Barcelona seeing the mighty Wolves. The Wolves European the Europa League. Last 16. Uh, watch Raul Jimenez miss that chance. Um, moving on, to, moving on to this week's Premier League action. Uh, we'll be rounding up everything that's coming your way on TV this weekend, starting on Saturday, seventh of March. It's a twelve thirty kickoff on BT Sport One. It's Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Liverpool, mm. 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 Um, wobbling. What's gone on there? Are they wobbling though? <laughs> I mean, uh, no, it's three defeats in the last four. That's wobbling. For them, it's wobbling, and I think that's the point. It, for any other team, it's it's kind of what you would expect, but Liverpool have just been so invincible, so dominant, that any kind of slip-ups look like massive uh, chasms. You feel um, like this time of uncertainty and insecurity around the entire globe, the one thing you rely on is a Liverpool win, <laughs> and, and now we're not even getting that, so it's just a bit... It's a, bit, it's a bit uneasy. Everything's thrown off. Yeah. Um, fair play for Watford for, for tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Athletic go before that. And Chelsea the other night enjoyed that game. Very, yeah. very good game yeah. of football. Um, Adrian certainly did not enjoy that game. He did not. Uh, they'll be, they'll be rushing Allison back mm-hmm. between the sticks this weekend. Um, what do you think What do you think has gone gone wrong there um it's it's a funny one they have it's for a while they haven't been quite at it i think mm. if you speak to liverpool fans they will widely say that they haven't been at uh at their best and they've kind of scraped through games like one nil against norwich uh three two they only just got past west ham and i think it's been coming um watford are one of those teams especially now with a uh, sar playing so well mm. Um, Deeney back they always look like one that they could stumble on Um, very easy to say in hindsight I know Um, and alas they did Um, Mm. Jordan Henderson obviously missing the last few games which Uh, is is, as a Sunderland fan going to bring that one in I was trying to say that Norman try try to be really (laughs) objective about this Um, but but he has he's been missing and and even the West Ham game like he wasn't in that one and they they struggled they soldiered on to to eventually win in that one Um, I wonder bit of tiredness, bit of lack of motivation, because they are, I mean, they're going to win the league, whatever happens mm. now, that there's no way they're throwing this away. Um, yeah, maybe the, the winter break went against them mm. and other teams, it really worked for them, so yeah. they kind of caught up that little bit of gap that they had yeah, over no, these teams. Uh, momentum's like this abstract thing it that is. people can maybe mm. go on about too much, but but you really felt that with Liverpool, yes. that they just sort of, they were on a roll and the games couldn't come fast enough for them to just keep winning it every time. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, uh, but like I say, it's it's no crisis, nah. it's, it's no major disappointment mm-hmm. as some people will call it, uh, it's just a sign that they are human footballers. <laughs> Indeed they are, and talking of momentum... Mm. If you're going to pick a game you wanted to build momentum back up, it's Bournemouth and precisely. We have Bournemouth uh, in deep, deep, deep trouble uh, in the in the relegation zone. There, sitting 18th. Obviously, Watford with that win and West Ham winning as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That has plunged Bournemouth into well, actually, into the relegation zone. I feel like it's been hovering around it for a while. Now that they're they're sort of submerged, and it's actually it's up to them now to to get themselves out. 
What do you think the future looks like for them? I, I'm worried for them. I don't think they've improved for quite some time. Like, if you look at the, the team they still play, um, they've almost gone slightly backwards. Mm. Um, King and Wilson have been missing for quite a while. Them being back is massive for them, and I think that played into their 2-2 against Chelsea. Um, yeah, I mean, their whole their whole system comes down to getting the ball to those mm. two guys because they, they are class. They are genuinely class. Oh, and if they yeah, went yeah. down, um, there'd be no shortage of... You know, top half teams going in mm-hmm. for them too. Um, yeah, it's a strange one though. I, I had a look at a couple of the stats from the, the last couple of games. Fifty-eight percent possession against Burnley, lost three nil. Twenty-six percent possession against Chelsea, and they drew two all. Brilliant, and, and probably could have won that one. Stop having the ball, Bournemouth. So it's a little bit of not that. I mean, Eddie Howe's prided himself on a decent sort of style of football. You know, playing the right way, etc. You just wonder whether they need to go a bit more direct to those strikers, yeah, rather than sort of dillying around in the middle. Just get it up to those guys, mm-hmm. and, and you know, almost sacrifice your your philosophies, etc., just to get those two on the ball as much as you possibly can. Definitely, and that's the way the Premier League's going now. Having mm-hmm. the ball, unless you are the dominant Liverpool, Man City, really is a scary place to be because so mm-hmm. many teams play for that moment of transition. So having fifty six percent, I think it was against Burnley. Um, Burnley turn it over and go direct so they are going to be in danger whereas against Chelsea not having any of the ball Bournemouth are the team that can do that and then uh, again you see them reap some rewards of that mm. so um, maybe it will work in their favour to have 20% possession is a <laughs> ball give the ball away give yeah. the ball away stop having the ball uh, prediction for this one uh, like I say, never trust the early kickoff, but Liverpool have won the last five. You always five. say this, and I never quite know why. But because you can't trust the early <laughs> kickoff. We've okay. all been there. Okay. Fair. We've all had our predictions ruined by the early kickoff. Yep. But Liverpool won the last five Premier League matches against Bournemouth with an aggregate score of 17 nil. Oh, so I'm going to say that goes do. up to at least 20 nil. Fair. I'm going with a 2 0 win. Nice Ooh. little little cheeky win there for Liverpool for a change. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to later on Saturday evening, it's a 5 30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Uh, we have Burnley versus Tottenham. Burnley are a mental football team, <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely wild. They're sort of like lose five, win five, everything's all right. You, you're not quite sure it. whether they're in crisis and going down to League One or going to get, you know, outside Beth for Champions League places. It, they're just mm-hmm. a mad, mad team. 100%. Um, so it's a five-game unbeaten run there uh, for Burnley. They're, they're up to ninth. They're up to ninth. I know, <laughs> they're two points behind Sheffield United, who we've been raving on about all season as being, you know, these European outsiders. And Sean Dyche's Burnley are sitting in ninth. It's, it's absolutely mad, and it's phenomenal the job that Daesh is doing 100% and it shows it shows the Premier League now every team is dropping points you know you have Leicester and Chelsea in third and fourth they haven't exactly been on mm. the finest of form and they're the closest challenges to, to the big boys so Burnley have took real advantage of that scrapping points out getting wins out of nowhere and this is without Barnes and Wood for the mm. last number of weeks the two players that you would think get their goals um, yeah but it's, yeah. it's an interesting one as well because I, I, I want to put this on the table here very tentatively. We're going to come to okay. it a bit in, in a little yeah. while. But if we're looking at, obviously, if City's ban is upheld, mm-hmm. etc., like, are we led to believe that means fifth gets Champions League? That's yes, what I would are. assume is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wolves fan nods at me. <laughs> if you look at the table, we've got the table in front of us here. If you look down at the table, 42 points, Man United in fifth. Burnley, 38 points, one win. 
<laughs> and Burnley could potentially be one point off a Champions League place. Like, I, it, it's, <laughs> I just, I've got no idea. I've no idea anymore what's going to happen with exactly, this league. But if you go one point more down, you go to, that's 11th in Everton. It, it, yeah. is a, it is a very wonderful season yeah. behind that top two because the teams we'll, are so close. Mm, we'll, come, we'll come to this in a, in a little bit more, more detail. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that top 11... Yeah, top eleven right. could all be in the champion, or you know, mm. all have a, a, a decent enough claim for the Champions League. It's absolutely fantastic for for the neutral, um, for for the lower league fans like myself. Um, <laughs> only four teams won more games than Burnley. Uh, only drawn five games, so they're not a boring team. No, it's a bit of an all or nothing mm. side um, against a Spurs side who they just look a bit like they're fizzling. Maybe another all-or-nothing sort of team. Look like they're fizzling out a little bit they're towards the end of good, the season. And I don't like to say that as a definitive sentence, um, but as a Wolves <laughs> but fan, yeah. I went away to the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, as they call it now, mm. and um, other than the first half of the first half where we start really slowly every game, Spurs really didn't create a lot. They didn't look that dangerous. Mm. And I think, you know, it weighs heavy and Mourinho's definitely got a valid excuse of the cadence on missing. Yeah. Um, but even behind that, they don't really seem to know what they were doing. They played a back five against against Wolves. Um, Dyer in the middle who kind of stepped up usually with the ball. And then Tanganga and Sanchez either side. Um, and it was so strange not to see him play Alderweireld mm. as well as Vertonghen. Um, and for the reasons Mourinho gave, it's, it was very odd. Um, mm. And then Winks isn't quite the same player that we kind of thought he maybe was six months ago. La Salsa looks very good, but doesn't really kind of do it on his own. Like Fernandez maybe is at Man United, um, so it's a strange time to be playing for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big Mourinho fan. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like him. Um, I I really rate what he does, and I still think I thought it was a great appointment when they actually got him in. Um, and I still I, I want him to succeed. I just can't. I genuinely cannot tell whether he's done a a good or a bad job here. It, like I say, in the circumstance, it's not it's not looking great on paper. Um, let's say out of the the teams going for those Champions League spots, uh, you'd probably not be backing them mm-hmm. at the moment as things stand. Uh, but like I say, with Kane out, with Son out, that's they're probably one of the the best out and out strikers in in the oh, world right now, mm-hmm. and one of the most explosive wingers slash attacking midfielders in the world. Like he's he's really been dealt quite a poor hand. Um, whether he's making that, you know, what he has got, whether he's making the best use mm-hmm. of that. It's hard to tell. Um, but I don't you, think he's got a lot mm. of options, more so than than the players, personnel-wise. Um, there's a lot of talk about Troy Parrott, and I think he is correct, Jose, in um, being very reserved about mm. playing Parrott. He, I think he said that um, most people don't even know what the kid looks like, and they're yeah. calling for him to start for one of the biggest clubs in English football. That can so be a I thing with social, a lot. with social media, isn't it, sometimes, yeah. where like, you know, a player gets named, name-dropped by a manager or... Mm just genuinely is a bit of a swell calling for that player to play and and we really haven't seen him we we, yeah. ha- we really don't know what, what he's about and he, you know like Billy Gilmore last night at Chelsea oh, yeah, obviously yeah. we've seen mm. flashes that you know young players can be tremendous at that level um but yeah it's a lot of a lot of weight on his shoulders 100%. and just a bit of a, a damning indictment on on Spurs business maybe in the window not Definitely. bringing in a striker they had um, their links but they didn't get one over the line absolutely uh prediction for this one it's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. um, Turf Moor usually thought of a bit of a fortress, but maybe not so much these days. So I'm going to go that Spurs are actually going to nick this one 1-0. Now you say this. Mm. Four clean sheets and five Premier League games for Burnley. 
at the moment. Well, there's I'm one there it. that they didn't get a clean sheet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get rid of you. Um, I'm going with a nice one nil solid Burnley win here. Oh, I like. That. I'm going Burnley. I like Spurs. I like what they're doing, or I like some of the players they have in there. Uh, I just think they're they're floundering a little bit at the moment, and I think Burnley rock solid. It looks more like the Burnley we are used to. Uh, moving on to Super Super Sunday, we have a two o'clock kickoff: Sky Sports Premier League and main event: um, Chelsea versus Everton. Uh, Chelsea, very sparky and confident, mm. and strutting mm. about the pitch last night against uh, against Liverpool. Reserves, Liverpool reserves, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool reserves, um, yeah, half, plus, plus, half reserves, plus, but yeah, a couple of a couple of first teamers. Yeah, they looked uh, they looked very good. Mm. Um, Ross, Ross Bartley having a good game as well. I Did mean, he, they let him run sixty correct. yards yeah. without a challenge. Yeah, he still he made the wrong decision at the, the end. Corner. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take this as any big sign on Chelsea turning there. Their season around, um, they are as perfectly consistently consistent still, mm. um, and I think that might be helped that now going forward with playing with Giroud because they know what they're going to get a bit more. I think um, Tammy had that spell of right at the start, and then he kind of faded away and got injured. That's why he's never really kind of took and made the space his own. Mm. Trust in Giroud again. Yeah, be been calling, been calling for for big Ollie for a while now. Um, glad <laughs> glad to see uh, you know Frank's listening to me. Thank thanks for listening, Frank. Uh, yeah, for, to thanks for the times. subscription, uh, Frank. Uh, uh, Jake is waving to nobody at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's say again, we mentioned him Gilmore. Um, he's only five five foot five. Quite like Aww. that. He's a small little player, but it's nice show, showing that you can command. You, you commanded that midfield for a while, mm-hmm. strutting around. He was, he was passing, moving everything. Um, let's say probably won't get much of a look in in the Premier League, uh, but still a very very good sign for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's say somehow Chelsea's still in that top four. Uh, I feel like they've yeah. been out of sorts for for about a third of the season. But that lead they built up has really diminished. It uh, has. Wolves been three points behind after mm. the Spurs game. We were buzzing about that. Yeah. And I think that really kind of does open it up to so many teams. Mm, yeah, I was going to say there's three points in it now and it, like I say, legitimately you could have, you know, the top 11 teams going for that <gasps> fourth or fifth spot. Burnley um, and Wolves in the Champions League. A, a lot kind year. of... If, <laughs> that's, that's the dream, The mind boggles. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just interesting and I think this is a, is a key game in that because Everton, let's say they're, they are 11th at the moment, mm-hmm. win this one and they're what, five points I think it is? Five points behind Chelsea if they win this one? Yeah. Um, and suddenly the whole pack bunches up again. Oof. Whereas if Chelsea win this one then you'd say, you know, maybe that's it. Be, uh, maybe yeah. fourth is, mm-hmm. is locked down. Um, we'll see. Uh, moving on to Everton. Mm-hmm. What do you make of them at the moment? Well, um, it's really funny that you sign one of the best managers in the world <laughs> and maybe in history and then your team's really good. It's like, it's like Shock so many, horror. So many teams are like, yeah, let's just go for this guy that, you know, might be good and is quite cheap. <laughs> and then it's like, no, Everton just go for Carlo Ancelotti, won Champions Leagues and t- league titles a- around Europe. And then surprisingly, Richarlison's in the... F- Form of his life, Calvert Lewin can't stop scoring. Calvert-Lewin. So Gerdeson's come out of his shell. Mm. It's like 
It's a no-brainer. Sigurdsson's still sitting on the pitch in front of goal at Goodison Park right now. <laughs> you see all the memes about this? I did, on pink and blank. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and uh, my official take on this is offside and what a moron. Yes, it's a it's a it's a funny one. I think De Gea going the other way kind of leans into the he's not involved, mm. but he's I, I just right can't, I just can't understand there. how he's not involved. He's, right <laughs> he's there, literally sitting he? there. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I mean obviously De Gea didn't have the greatest game at Goodison Park the other end. Pickford no. didn't have a great game and Pickford mm. not having a good season. No, most mistakes of uh, any player in the Premier League lead mm. to goals. Um that is not an indictment you want before a championship. Uh Summer. Mm. Now, I was going to say, it, I was sort of toying between two extremes here. I was mm. thinking, does he just need that time over the summer just to refocus, just to rest, to chill out, to, I guess, gather his thoughts and go again? Because I don't think you turn into a, like to hear, obviously making mistakes, mm-hmm. you don't turn into a bad keeper suddenly, overnight. No. A lot of it is in the head. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wonder whether he needs that summer to, to relax. But also, obviously, there's a, there's a big football tournament going on this <laughs> summer. And I wonder whether... England is almost Pickford's like happy place, almost. I mean, yeah, so, he feels safe there, doesn't he? Did he did such mm. a good job at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, he gained a lot of fans around there and a bit of a cult following as well. Just wonder whether that might be a bit of a confidence booster for him. You'd think. Um, but then again, if he goes to this tournament mm. and he makes one mistake, I think the tide is ready to turn on him. Mm. I think, you know, because he's such a personality with... I heard someone uh, having to go at him for having rave on his boots the other day. Yeah. Whereas, you know... Last summer or the season before, he'd have been kind of plauded for that. Mm. Um, so I think it's a very a precarious time for him. He could he could easily be out of England contention if things go wrong. Obviously, Nick Pope and Dean Henderson will be will be watching, sniffing, him. yeah, sniffing around. Uh, prediction for this one? It's a tough one, isn't it? It could go either way. I'm going to say Carlo's going to mastermind this mm. and a two nil away win. Oof. That. I'm going with a I'm going with a quite a, a goal happy draw here. Going for a two all draw. Oh, nice. So we'll see what happens with that one. I'd like just, that. just a little bit of ru- lack of ruthlessness from both teams, maybe <laughs> just just a little <laughs> bit at both ends. Uh, moving on to what you would call the big one of the weekend. It's Manchester United versus Manchester City. It's a four thirty kickoff Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Um, Man United are having a tremendous season, and this is a hill uh, I am willing to die on. It sounds like it, sir. So, so sit back, relax. Um, League Cup semi-finals, including a win over City. FA Cup last sixteen with Championship opponents next. Europa League last sixteen with some minnows uh, from the Austrian Bundesliga next. <laughs> no disrespect. Uh, Premier League, no Rashford, no Pogba, no McTominay for a while. Uh, sitting fifth with three points gap. I feel like they've been slaughtered the entire season. They've been slaughtered. And they have taken a lot of steps forward and then double the amount back. But Fernandez has come in. He's he's brought exactly the impact they needed. He's given them a midfield now. A bit of an extra dimension attacking, etc. You've got Martial clicking into gear. McTominay coming back. Fred looking decent. Igalo off the mark. 5-0 against the Belgian champions. Would you like <laughs> me to continue? 2-0 away at Chelsea. Six clean sheets in eight. Plus draws away to Bruges and a freak goal against Everton. That was their only one that they conceded recently. Man United are having a good football season. Round of applause. That was like a freestyle Thank you very much. Rap, Thank you very much. <laughs> Eminem would scripted. be proud of that. Um, um, yeah, I can't fight me. wholly agree with you. Um, cup, <laughs> cup success in the modern era is not what it used to be. Uh, teams do not take the Carabao or the FA Cup as uh, seriously as they once did. Still got um, B2s in front of them, though. They do. And they have. They do. And as, but, you know, 
Paul Morrison Paul Merson said the other day that the the draw wins you the FA Cup, mm. and um, their their route so far in the FA Cup, as as just one example, has been somewhat kind. Um, I think the Premier League table, as we've spoken before, with it being in such flux and so many teams dropping points at all periods of time, mm. does make their league uh, position look better. Eleven mm. wins, nine draws, eight losses. Mm. History weighs heavy, and that is not Man United form. It's not. I mean, we're 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 seeing all of this based on United. We grew up watching. We're yes. seeing this based on Ferguson, and I just think it's 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 time to let go. It's time to let go of that era. Let go of Ferguson, and we've just got to think about this. Is United rebuilding? Yeah. They finally look like people like Fernandez. If you get another couple of him in different positions, mm-hmm. you, you, you're laughing. Do you know what I mean? Like if you bring if you bring in those clever signings just to plug those remaining few gaps, Pogba <laughs> comes back. Pogba, McTominay, Fernandez. How much more money are you going to throw at this team, though? No, but like, this is, with, this is it, though. Maguire yeah. was an unbelievable amount yeah. of money. Wan-Bissaka was an unbelievable amount of money. Mm. It is like, okay, you know, but you've almost need these positions, but that's another 300 million quid just to challenge for the Champions League. Mm. And really... But you've almost got to write off a lot of the signings that have been made got, between yes. Ferguson and now. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, There's no denying they've, they've spent money, they've mm-hmm. wasted money, and it's been... You know, colossal amounts of money. But Maguire's doing all right. Yep, Wamba Saka doing all right. Mm-hmm. Let's say they've got the got a few kids coming through and, and people like McTominay who are sort of blossoming all the time. Not to see Fred playing well as well. So one yeah. of the signings that didn't happen immediately, but he has come through, and that yeah. has got to be some credit to Solskjaer. I just think if you if you had that fully fit squad, you have Pogba and McTominay mm-hmm. sitting behind Fernandez. You've Oof. got Rashford. You've got Marshall. You've got if Daniel James, the Duracell bunny that is Daniel James <laughs> on the wing. Uh, I mean, they're looking at Grealish, looking at Madison. Like mm-hmm. I just think, I think the signs are very, very positive. Even with you know, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in charge, there's a lot of green shoots for sure, and it does sound like they want to stick with Ole for a while. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's a terrible time to be a Man United fan, but I think that has changed in the last few weeks, maybe since the Fernandez transfer. Mm. Um, I think those those shoots uh, look a lot but greener. If, than yeah, they did I think before. I think just if one player can make that much difference to your team, mm-hmm. are you really that far away from being a very good team? Like, were they ever uh, that mm-hmm. far from being a good team? Um, anyway, sorry, that was a that was a rant that I've been I've been waiting to spill. Uh, right, Manchester got that off your shoulders. Uh, thanks. Feel, feel lighter it, now. Release it. Sir. Uh, Manchester City now. Next, big Manchester derby. Uh, who've lost maybe a bit of their sparkle, sort of cruising, cruising a along. Little, a little, little bit of the sparkle. No, no one's sparkling that strong at the moment. Mm. So. Um, but let's say the Champions League is is there everything right now, isn't Has it? Has to be. Has uh, to be. And they good. did so well against Real Madrid in that first leg. Mm. They did. They played that perfectly. Yeah, phenomenal. It's it's interesting that just a quick note on City. Let's say we know we know what they bring to the table. We we know the players. We know what they're going to offer in this in this match. The style they're going to play, etc. <laughs> You think if they end up winning some sort of treble here, like FA Cup, yeah. Carabao Cup, and and Champions League, from what has been a, a sort of quite, I mean, dismal by their standards in Premier League and how far they are away from Liverpool, that's a phenomenal season if they come away with those three trophies. Arguably, as good as as good as any of the as they've ever had. Really. Definitely, and I think that will, will be weighing heavy on Liverpool if City win those three cups. And Liverpool mm. do win the league. 
it really does take the shine off. It does. It makes them look level almost. Mm. And even though the Premier League is undoubtedly the biggest for especially for Liverpool, but I think for, for any team anyway, grinding it out over those thirty eight games, it mm. doesn't get anything bigger than that. Um yes, you might knock out Real Madrid and a Barcelona in the Champions League, but you know, that consistency that Liverpool have shown, you know, nothing will top this year. But it does just chip away at it yeah. a little bit and gives Pep it's- that Bit of bit of bulk for next year. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Liverpool won the league sort of months ago. Yeah. Feels like we've already had the celebrations, <laughs> and now it's like you know the slight city time, the, the grind to the mm. end. Whereas City, let's say, absolutely sort could of could, it all could, to, could, could it end all to in a very now, decent they? way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prediction for this one. Oh, it's a hard one to predict. It's really hard. It's, it's, it's a tough round of United games this year. United step you know. up on uh, in, in big games. You know, they stepped up against Liverpool earlier in the season. Mm. I think they'll step up here. I can see this one being a one-all. Yeah, I've gone with a one-all draw. But yeah. interestingly, the away team has won the last four games in this fixture. Ooh. So, points towards City. Look, <laughs> look at which stadium it was actually in. <laughs> um, ever the professional. Uh, moving on to our final game. It's Monday Night Football. It's 8 o'clock. It's a Sky Sports Premier League and main event. as Leicester versus Aston Villa. Uh, Leicester sounding the very first on-the-beach klaxon of the season. <laughs> um, they are, they're pretty much done, aren't they, really? <laughs> uh, you'd think. You'd think. There were a few points clear. Um, five points over there. Chelsea. They've got yeah, sort of eight points over the, the the rest of the pack. After that, haven't yeah. won in four. It's it's just a weird time to be a Leicester fan. You're sort it of is. celebrating that you're, you're third and you're nailed on for Champions League next. It, again, like Liverpool, we feel like we've already celebrated Leicester like months ago. <laughs> we celebrated sure you get the, over the line though. Yeah, you know, Newcastle nearly threw it away against West Brom yesterday. Mm. On a bigger way, Leicester could do the same. Um, I think they will have the players to 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 do that. Um, we've raved about them all season, mm. um, and even though they're not quite in the same position, they've stopped scoring as freely as they as they had. Um, I still think they'll be fine. Yeah, we've got three huge games coming up in Villa, Watford, and Brighton. So all <laughs> relegation threatened teams, all with a point to prove. Mm. At Leicester maybe without. Have they really got a lot of motivation to keep playing? Um, but yeah, they really need to, need to step up against those three, the likes of Madison, the likes of... I mean, Vardy's sort of been in and out of the team, obviously yeah, injuries. Yeah, I think it's just a good chance for, like we said earlier, Liverpool going at Bournemouth. It's a good game to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. rebuild the confidence. Yes, and you think is. this one might be a good shout for Leicester um, to do the same. Bit of a point to prove after the Carabao Cup semi-finals You'll as well. Be, see, Leicester will think this is, this is one for the taking, three points to be had, but... You know, if you're Dean Smith, you'll be telling those mm. Villa players, there's three points here and mm. we can take them. Grealish is one of the form players in the country. Samata has got a couple of goals already mm. and seems to be kind of filling in for, for a, the Wesley-shaped hole. Yeah, uh, it's at a pretty the, big at the hole. <laughs> yeah, he's not quite filling all of the <laughs> hole, um, so to speak. Um, uh, but I think they will be going for this and I think they will really feel they can get three points. Mm, absolutely. Moving on to Villa. Um, oof, ah, mm. It's not looking great. It's not no, looking good. Like I said, those, it's amazing what a couple of wins can do to teams down there. The whole picture changes. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're looking at Watford thinking, oh, they can get that great form back West Ham. Oh, yeah, they actually have got quite decent players in their squad. Um, and now Villa, 19th, two points adrift for safety. Mm. They're going to have to start winning a game very soon. Otherwise, like you say, they could be five points adrift this weekend. It's just, it's a funny one because I still feel like they can get out of this. Mm. Um, I think they've got the players um, and and they have the moments. You know, if you look look at the spine of their team, Pepe Reina 
you know, inspiring um, signing, really. I think he's doing a lot for them in Tom Heaton's absence. Mings and Engels in the middle, of beginning of the season, they were so dominant, and we really kind of talked about them a lot. I think they can bring that back. It's not It's not a great reflection on Mings, is it? Not now. Right now. Sorry to interrupt, no. interrupt your flow. I'm going to finish the spine. Uh, <laughs> then, you, then you've got Grealish, like we've talked about. He impacts everything uh, he does, and Samata up top getting some goals so you know when you when you look at it like that there is the ability there to get out of this and I think there's enough teams down there that Villa will still have you know real hope here I think Bournemouth if we spoke about really are in a tricky situation Watford aren't out of it just because they've won Mm. one game against someone very good Um, West Ham you know Jared Bowen um, coming in might have sparked them out but Brighton woofed yeah, uh, watch them at the Palace game, and they they could be in some real trouble here. Mm, absolutely, so it's nice. It, it's it's interesting actually when you're looking at this this whole picture at the bottom. You've got sort of the five teams who are looking pretty desperate. Obviously, Brighton just above them, and Newcastle just above them. Mm-hmm. Newcastle and Brighton, the only two teams not to win in the last five games out of all of them down there. Yeah. So you, you you could, I think Newcastle will be fine. I think they will be all right, but you could see them both being dragged really very deep into into this. And obviously Definitely. Norwich as well. Norwich winning at the weekend. Suddenly they're, what, six points away? Another win and they're, three, they're a win away? Do you know what I mean? It it, it's, it's all just bunching up at both ends of the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember it being like this for, for a long time. Um, yeah, like I think with Liverpool, like we said, running away with the title, it kind of took a shine off the Premier League. But yeah. when you look at it, there's so many stories in it's there for these last ten games. And and whether the quality is what you know, whether there are as many quality teams, who knows? But from an entertainment point of view and from the neutrals, uh, it's shaping up to be an absolute firecracker end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is your prediction for Monday Night Football? Leicester versus Aston Villa. As a Wolves fan, I am going to say Aston Villa win this one two one. Big. Big, spicy, spicy mm-hmm. take there. Uh, I'm going with Leicester because that's well, Villa, isn't it? They're not going right, to win. I'll, I'll text you Monday evening <laughs> when, uh, when that 2-1 Wolves trying to brag, the brag about Villa winning. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, moving on, Fantasy Premier League tips and it's a double game week. Yeah, We have Manchester City and Arsenal both playing twice. Uh, Arsenal have West Ham and City. City have United and Arsenal. Um, I guess you've got You've got a few options, haven't you, really? But you do. I've, I've pressed the button. Oh, no. I've pressed the button on free hit. Oh, who you gone and, for? And I've gone for... Um, I've gone for, Well, I've just been changing before we came down. That's why I was late <laughs> for this, because I was just changing my team. Oh, cheers. Sorry. I'll, I'll sit here and wait. Uh, <laughs> um, but I've gone with a Bamiyang. I've gone with a Guero. I've gone with yeah, Pepe, wow. uh, Saka, wow. De Bruyne, and somebody else who Good. I don't remember who the other person is. But it... Uh, I've obviously came really prepared. Well, let me say, this is bold, because those fixtures basically are got not s- bankers. I've got six Arsenal and, and City players in there. I currently have one. Well, mm-hmm. see you in a bit. Well, um, I, think, <laughs> I think Eddie Enketi is a, a brilliant shout if you are going to try and sneak an Arsenal player in there. Started the uh, last couple of games up top, and he's 4.3 million, which That's is literally shout, the cheapest you can do for a striker. Not a bad shout. And also, just a few other teams to look out for. Um, you've got Wolves against Brighton at home. You've got Liverpool against Bournemouth at home. Leicester against Villa at home. Sheffield United against Norwich at home. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Wolves, Liverpool, Leicester or Sheffield United fan, uh, or looking for those teams to put into your fantasy team, um, do it. On Go one of it. those, my team, my Wolves, 
here we go. Um, no player has got more points over the last four game weeks than Irish right-back sensation Matt Doherty. The boy is phenomenal, and he's not cheap, but uh, 34 points in four weeks. You can't argue with that. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Was that is that what you've written down? That's, a, that's all I've to, got. That's all I've got. Matt Doherty. What is in Match of the Day magazine this week, sir? Stop talking about Wolves. Uh, in the mag this week, <laughs> it is a very tasty one. We've got all you need to know about Haaland, maybe the hottest striker in the world, plus all of his golden shoe rivals. We've got a big debate about who the best club in Manchester is, red or blue. We've got a free book token, 12 sick posters, and two packs of those beautiful match tax extra on the front. Michael. Get on that. Get on that just for the match attacks. Well, not, not just for the match attacks. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of work to make content. this magazine really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, It's a good magazine this week. Uh, thank you very much for joining me in the studio. Hopefully it's somebody else next week. <laughs> make a change, mix it up. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, come to radiotimes.com slash sport for all of your latest sporting previews for, for games and matches coming up. Uh, we have some Six Nations action this weekend as well as FA Cup all week. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>